The Bible talks about how God is love, He is kind, He is merciful, He is generous, He is just and holy, so He has to punish sin, but will He take someone that's never had an opportunity to hear the gospel and believe and send them to an eternal lake of fire? Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois. Hi, this is Jim Scudder, and today on In Grace, we have a very, very special series that we're starting. We're calling it very simply, One Word, Answers. Aren't you glad we're going to give you the answers? Not to say that we have all the answers, but certainly we have a book that has the answers, and that's the Bible. And this is a series that we'll be in for a few months. And basically, I'm going to be answering your Bible questions, questions that people have given me over the years. And uh, the first one today we're going to answer, and this is a really good one. When we die, what age are we going to be in heaven? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be that age, the age that you died, or are we going to be younger or older? Well, I hope I'm younger (laughs) than I am now, but but these are really good questions. These are questions real people have about life and about the Bible, and that's why I really love this series, and I think you'll love it as well. Another question that we'll answer today, would Jesus' mother Mary be shamed because that she had a child before wedlock, or at least that she was with child before wedlock. And uh, I'll answer that one. These are really, really good questions and things that we need to think through and find answers in the Bible, and we will be doing that. So I'm excited about this new series, and I hope that you are as well. Let me also remind you that we're really going to be only talking about this for a little bit longer, our Alaska cruise. We're doing an in-grace cruise to Alaska. We would be so thrilled if you would consider coming along. Uh, Some of you have always dreamed of in Alaska. Think of the glaciers and the wildlife, the eagles, the bears, the seals, all of the beauty that you're going to see on both sides of the ship. This is a seven-day cruise that we're going on this July, and we leave from Whittier, which is not far from Anchorage. We go to all of these neat cities, these ports in southeast Alaska, all the way to Vancouver, Canada. Now, you don't need a vaccine anymore to go cruising, and so this is a really great time to go. In the evenings, we'll get together with a creation speaker, Bruce Malone. I'll be sharing also in the room, and all of our Ingrace friends will have a special place to gather after dinner on the ship after a beautiful day of excursions. So to get the free brochure, just go to our website, ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com. Click on travel and click on the cruise. I do want to try to answer your questions. These were questions submitted. We're going to do everything we can to go through as many questions, Bible questions, and I'm not an expert. I literally will... If I don't know the answer right away, I'll find it, research it, and present to you from the Word of God uh, the best answer that we can. A few of the questions surprise me, and we'll start with those. Can you drop a raw egg onto a concrete floor and it not get broken? So my answer to that one is yes, because it's very hard to break concrete. So I think that that's fine. The next one is, is it possible to lift an elephant with one hand? I say yes because you will never find an elephant with only one hand. So I think that one is a pretty easy one. How am I doing so far? Two for two, I hope. Why is it so easy to weigh a fish? It's because the fish come with their own scales. 
I was really surprised by the questions you all asked, quite frankly. Uh, you're probably looking over at your kids going, why did you put that on the card? Well, it helps to, to answer the easy ones first. Now we're going to get into harder ones. And there's a few questions that were asked that we have to delve into what's called sanctified speculation. Okay, And if I'm giving you an answer that's sanctified speculation, I'm going to tell you that up front, that I can't give you a definitive biblical answer. We can infer by some things, by some scriptures on some of these things, but I'm going to be very open and tell you that ahead of time, okay? Because I, again, trying to answer all the questions best that I can. There are probably some theologians that would have much better answers than I have, but again, we go to the scripture, we find out what God has to say, and therefore we believe if we find it in the scripture and it has a biblical basis, then it is the right answer. And that's really how we should approach everything in life, right? But these questions of life and the scriptures. The first one is this, when we die, what age will we be in heaven? Or will we be the age that we die in heaven? That's going to be a problem if you're a baby, right? Or that's going to be a problem if you're elderly and frail. You don't want to be elderly and frail in heaven, right? Well, there's a couple things that we need to look at. One is, we'll get into this next, but what is the glorified body going to be like? We know it won't be with the problems that we face today. We're not going to have uh, somebody that's stooped over and frail in heaven because we're going to have a glorified body. The aging process, at least to a certain point, is a result of sin. Now, as we get older and older, one person went to the doctor and sat down and pointed with his uh, finger to the tip of his thumb. And the doctor said, oh, is that what hurts? He says, no, that's the only place in my body that doesn't hurt. So I don't know if you're like that. As you get older, you're starting to find more and more aches and pains and, and things. We don't want to be going through eternity in heaven like that, obviously. So no, we believe that God will give us a glorified, remade body. You will probably look similar or the same. I believe that we'll be able to recognize people in heaven, which is kind of cool. God gave you a certain face that you only have, which is really neat. You've probably seen someone that looks like somebody else. But there's really no person that is exactly the same. Even twins, we have some identical twins in the church, but the mother can tell me, I say, who is who? And they'll say, well, you're looking for this, and this one has a little dimple here. And there's a few things about that person that are a little different. So we all have different looks. I believe we'll retain that in heaven. But what age will we be? We'll get to that in a second. Let me first ask the question, and the person that asked the question asked further, the question was based on, Will a mother who loses a baby here be able to have that baby to hold in heaven? Will there, maybe that's another question. Will there be babies in heaven? So we'll get into that. First, let me answer the question, where do babies go when they die, right? Because we know that the Bible says you have to put your faith in Jesus Christ to have eternal life. So what happens when a baby dies or even an unborn a baby that has been aborted or one that has gone through a miscarriage? What happens to those lives? Or what happens to a person that is mentally handicapped and doesn't have the, the ability to understand the gospel and believe? So these are really good questions that really all fit in with this one question. So we don't have real clear answers on this, but I'll first talk about the character of God. 
The Bible talks about how God is love, he is kind, he is merciful, he is generous, he is just and holy, so he has to punish sin, but will he take someone that's never had an opportunity to hear the gospel and believe and send them to an eternal lake of fire? That would go against his character. We do know Jesus' death paid for all sins on the cross, and so therefore, I think just inferring by the character of God that someone that is innocent in the sense that they haven't had the opportunity to hear the gospel and believe or can't because of a mental handicap, they would be automatically saved. Okay, so therefore, those children, those babies would be in heaven. And we do have biblical support for that. There's an interesting story when you read the life of King David. King David, in 2 Samuel 12, you're going to read the story when he was sinful and he committed adultery with Bathsheba. The prophet Nathan came to him and kind of gave a story of a person that had stole a poor man's lamb and goes through the story. And David said, man, that's a terrible person. And Nathan said, that man is you. Because of what he did, he had everything he could have possibly wanted, but yet he wanted something else that wasn't his, and he took Bathsheba, basically had her husband murdered, put him on the front lines, and he was killed to try to cover up his affair. Well, there was a baby that was born out of that, part of the consequences for his sin. By the way, there's always consequences for sin, always, always, always. Jesus died for our sins. So if we put our faith in him, we're freed from that ultimate penalty of hell. But that doesn't mean that we won't escape some sort of human consequence of that sin. And, and his consequences were terrible. The Bible said the sword would never depart out of his family. There was always strife. His kids were turning against him and tried to take over the kingdom. He went through so much anguish, but this was the first thing that he went through. The baby that had just been born of Bathsheba was suddenly sick. And for seven days, the baby was doing really, really bad. And I don't know about you, but I, I have a hard time seeing a child that's suffering, a child that is sick, especially an infant. And the Bible says that David was mourning and fasting and weeping and no one would even go near him because he was just in such a terrible state. And then it says the baby died. No one wants to come and give the bad news, right? So David sees all the servants whispering. Well, he knows why they're whispering. And he said, did the baby die? And they said, yes. And suddenly David got up, cleaned up, had food, and they asked him, why were you mourning when your baby was alive, but now the baby's dead and, and you're not mourning anymore? And he said this. Look at 2 Samuel 12, 23. Now he is dead, wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? And by the way, that's true. Death is a horrible thing to experience, but you can't bring that person back. And it says this. This is very interesting, and this is why we believe we have biblical support for babies that don't reach that age of accountability, whatever it is, or anybody would be in heaven. I shall go to him. I shall go to him. David had full confidence that he would see that child again. And it was a such confidence and faith in the Lord that he was able to recover from that week of mourning and fasting. So I believe that we're going to see any baby or child or mentally handicapped person in heaven for sure. 
Now, let's go back and ask the question, a mother that loses a baby, will that mother be able to have the experience that she missed of holding the baby? And that is a wonderful experience, isn't it? To hold a baby, it's wonderful until they burp up on you, but it is a precious thing, especially to see a mother holding a baby. Will that mother be able to hold that baby? Well, let's ask the question, will there be babies in heaven? Well, we actually find scriptural support of children in heaven, or I would rather say it seems to me in Isaiah eleven six and other scriptures that there will be children at least in the millennium. There's a time frame in which Jesus rules and reigns on the earth. It's called the thousand year reign of Christ. We will be those that have received the gift of eternal life, are saved, uh, will be with Christ and ruling and reigning with him. And it's described that children in Isaiah eleven six, the wolf will dwell with the lamb, the leopard would lie down with the kid, things that you're not seeing today, right? If you put a little lamb in a lion enclosure at the zoo, the lion will be very happy. The lamb, not so much. The leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf, and the young lion, the fatling together, okay? These are common things that you'll see in this millennium because you have animals that are ferocious and vicious today, they won't have that anymore in the millennium. It'll be restored back to like the original creation was. And it says, a little child shall lead them. You imagine a little child walking along with a lion? That's not happening today. Or it says later on that a little infant will be playing in the hole of a snake. You're not seeing that today, but you'll be seeing that. So anyways, we see children at least in the millennium. And that might be because those that live through the tribulation that have believed in Jesus will make it into the millennium alive, human, and will still have children. And those children will need to put their faith in Christ as he is literally ruling on the earth for a thousand years. And then we go into the new heavens and the new earth, which again, we'll talk about that. But either way, we find children in the future, at least in the millennium. When you think of Alaska, Perhaps you dream of seeing glaciers, whales, bear, and being surrounded by beauty while sailing the smooth green waters. Now is your opportunity to go to Alaska within grace for a luxury seven-day cruise. Pastor Jim Scudder and his wife Karen invite you on a seven-day In Grace creation cruise this July. In Grace is joined by Bruce Malone, a renowned author and creation speaker who will share the evidence for creation as we view God's beauty all around us. Don't miss this exciting opportunity to enjoy a time of spiritual refreshment and encouragement as you fellowship with other believers. Call now, 800-78-GRACE. Register online, ingraceradio.com, or write to us at Ingrace P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness the magnificent land of Alaska. That's 800-78-GRACE, or ingraceradio.com. I know one thing for certain, whatever age we appear to be in heaven, we will be gloriously perfect. You won't have an ache or a pain. You won't have to worry about those knees or those, whatever the chronic issues that you deal with, you will be gloriously perfect at whatever age you are. And then 1 Corinthians gives us a little more insight into our glorified body in verse 35 of chapter 15, it says, some men will say, how are the dead raised up and what body do they come? So that's a good question, right? That's kind of a question we're asking today. What will we be like? What age will we be in heaven? 
In verse 38, but God giveth it a body and hath pleased him to have received his own body. All flesh is not the same. And then it goes into the fact that, you know, God gave a fish a body that can live in the water. God gave a bird a body that can live in the ocean. There's heavenly bodies. God has created different forms in flesh for the place that they will be dwelling and living. So our human body is adapted for breathing oxygen and walking upright, which is, by the way, the only creature that he made like that. We are made different. We're not just an animal. We're not just an ape. We are made in the image of God. But anyways, God gives bodies that are perfect for those environments, right? That's what we're talking about here. And then verse 42, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption and is raised up in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, is raised up in glory. It is sown in weakness, raised up in power. So your body right now, your human physical body on this earth has corruption and dishonor and weakness. <laughs> and if you think you don't, you're probably 30. And once you get to 40 and 50, then you'll definitely agree with the Bible here. But the glorified body, the new body that you'll have in heaven, if you know Christ as Savior, it says is incorruptible, is glorious, and is powerful. Well, that's wonderful. We know a little bit about what that glorified body will be. Jesus, in his resurrected body, had flesh and bones, but could walk through walls. So how is that possible? I don't know. There's a lot that we don't know. And there's nothing wrong with me as a pastor saying, don't worry about it. You know, these are things that we want to know. Don't worry about it. These aren't the essentials. These aren't that big of a deal. It's fun to think about, speculate about a little bit. But don't worry about it. Because God's got it covered. God's, God's going to make everything right. In verse 49, we have borne the image of the earthly. We shall also bear the image of the heavenly. And so therefore, our glorified body will be amazing. It will be wonderful. It will be flawless. The Bible says that you'll wear white robes of purity. And the purity is of Christ. And our age will be the age of perfection, whatever age that is. So going back to the question, will a mother be able to hold a baby? Will the baby then be able to grow up in heaven and at that whatever perfect age is stop the aging process just like it would have been in the Garden of Eden at the beginning? I actually don't know. I'll, I'll tell you this. If that's what's required for you to be happy and joyful in heaven, then that's what God will do for you. And we think it's so wonderful for a mother to hold an infant, and that is wonderful, but God's got stuff that'll blow that out of the water. Okay, so if you've lost a child, you know what? It's a wonderful thing to know that you'll see that child. That's the solace here. And I believe that we find firm confirmation and we will have a perfect glorified body that will never die, won't have cancer, won't have the dilemmas and the problems that we have. And of course, the sin nature will be eradicated. So we won't be sinning, which is gonna be another wonderful thing. Then another question, uh, would Jesus' mother Mary be shamed because she was with child with, out, of, out of wedlock? And I've taught that probably recently that Mary would have had to go through a lot of shame and scorn as people thought that she'd had an illegitimate child. But as I've studied this question and rethought it a little bit, I'm actually going to tell you that I think that was incorrect. And the reason is because look at Matthew 1.18, when Mary is discovered with child, the birth of Jesus was on this wise when his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph. What is espoused? We know an engagement, right? When two people decide to get married and there's usually a ring presented, an engagement ring, and you're promising purity until the time of the wedding. 
a betrothal or being espoused is similar, but actually more legally binding. There's really no legally binding contract if you're getting engaged. Engagement is serious. I mean, you don't get engaged with someone without being serious about it, but a betrothal or being espoused was illegal. It was, it was like you were married. The only thing that hadn't happened yet was the wedding, okay? And there was a period of time that would prove the faithfulness of each. And they were in that time period, legally, basically married, uh, according to the customs of the time. And before they came together, so there was no relation between them, physical, and she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Look at verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. Uh, You had two options. If someone broke the engagement or the espousal contract by unfaithfulness, Joseph obviously knew it wasn't him. So there had to be another man involved, is what he assumed. And he said, okay, I'm going to do the second option. The first is a public proclamation of what she had done, and it's a public divorce. It would probably look better for him because it would basically be a testimony that he wasn't the one at fault, but it would really destroy her, right? So he decided, because he was a just man, he was a godly person, he cared about other people, that he would kind of take a hit on this, but he would also have this as a private divorce and it wouldn't be as embarrassing for her. He had already decided that, but it was based on the fact that he thought that she was with child of another man. And if you keep reading that scripture, it tells us that an angel came to him and told him, no, she has not known a man. She has a child of God, the child of the Holy Ghost. An amazing miracle, it's never happened since. And he did decide to then go through with the marriage. He did marry her, but he did not have a sexual relation with her until after Jesus was born. So the question is, does Mary go about as an outcast? And by looking at scripture, she's involved at social events like the wedding at Cana. She asked the servants to do something at that wedding and they listened to her. It just doesn't seem like she had that stigma of being someone that had a child out of wedlock. By the way, let me just say this. If someone has a child out of wedlock, how should we treat the child? I say, as if everything were 100% fine. Because they're innocent. They had nothing to do with this. And God brought them into the world and we should love them. And actually, I think we should love them a little bit more than the rest of the kids around. Because it has nothing to do with them. But anyways, she didn't seem to have that stigma of society. We see her going to the temple with her family. We see her with people on that journey. So it seems to me like she didn't have to suffer the scorn of other people. And Jesus was able to teach in the temple and wouldn't have been able to if people thought of him as illegitimate. Hopefully we answered that question and the others that we'll have in this series answers appropriately, biblically. And uh, the, the most important thing is, do you know Jesus? The one who died, he didn't have an earthly father, but he had an earthly mother. So he was human, but he didn't have the sin nature. He didn't sin, but he died for our sins. Have you put your trust in him? Have you put your faith in him? Not a religion, not your church or your baptism. Have you believed in him and Jesus? If you have, the Bible says that you're saved today, tomorrow, and forever. And that's the greatest news in the world. If you have questions about that, please contact us, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE. Or you can go to our website, ingraceradio.com. 
Uh, we also would invite you to travel with us to Alaska. We're going to be going this July 9th on a seven-day cruise from Whittier all the way to Vancouver, Canada. It's Holland America. It's a beautiful newer ship, New Amsterdam. And we have a special room in the evenings with our in-grace friends and a creation speaker who will be explaining all of the marvelous things that we've seen that evening. I'll be there with my wife, Karen. We're going to be ministering to you. We're going to be at meals with you, and we would love to get to know you. So to travel with us to Alaska, just get a hold of our free brochure, ingraceradio.com, or we can mail you one. If you'd like to contact InGrace, our mailing address is InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. In Grace is excited to announce a seven-day creation cruise to the magnificent land of Alaska this July. Jim Scudder Jr. and his wife Karen are joined by Bruce Malone, a renowned author and creation speaker who will share the evidence for creation as you see God's beauty all around you. Don't miss this time of spiritual refreshment. Call now, 800-78-GRACE. Register online, ingraceradio.com, or write to us at Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. Ingrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.